Hey, so as we start the first Reckless of 2017, I want to throw out a number to you. All right, it's a big number. I hope you can handle it. And I want you to just kind of keep this on the forefront of your mind. All right, if you journal, you take notes, I would encourage you to write this down. Uh, But keep this kind of in your mind, in your thoughts, not just tonight and over the next few minutes while we're going to be talking about this, but hopefully this is something that I think has a lot of relevance as we go throughout this year and something that may be a good reminder for you. All right. So I want you to kind of get this number in your brain. All right. Here's the number. Ready? 350,000. Told you it's a big number. 350,000. All right, 350,000. Now that, that number has a lot of relevance, not only to the year that we just came out of, but it also has a lot of relevance to the year that we are, have now started into, of 2017. Now you may say, what's, what's the relevance to that? All right, 350,000 represents the number of moments that you and I have in a given year. All right, now think about that. 350,000 moments. Now they may be moments of joy. They may be moments of sadness. They might be moments where we make a big mistake. They might be moments where we feel the power and the presence of Jesus. But you and I have experienced in 2016 350,000 moments moments. Now you may be saying, how how in the world do you come up with that number? Where'd that come from? So um, a moment is represented by 90 seconds. All right. 90 seconds is commonly used to refer to a moment. All right. Now it can be less than that and it can be more than that. But some people believe as far back as the middle ages, the word moment was used as a measurement for a specific period of time of 90 seconds. So 350,000 moments you and I have experienced over the course of 2016. Now, if you think about that, I mean, a lot can happen in a moment. I mean, we we can make big decisions, we can experience a lot of different things. There's a lot of stuff that can take place in 90 seconds. All right, for example, Ronda Rousey got her face beat in in like half a moment. All right, it was like 48 seconds. Half a moment, all right? She went from like, you know, feeling like she's gonna hurt somebody to looking like that. All right, now, you take football, a lot can happen in the last 90 seconds of a football game, right? I mean, just ask Alabama fans. Is it too soon? 90 seconds in a football game, you can go from we're about to win the championship to holy crap. 90 seconds, a lot can happen. Now, Let's, let's kind of take the 350,000 and let's kind of narrow it down a little bit. All right, time frame wise. Just think about Christmas break. All right, listen, think about Christmas break. 
Now, not including the extra time that you had from whatever, the last couple of days, whatever this ice apocalypse or whatever, that somehow you got two days off of school, what? So take that out of consideration, all right? But over your Christmas holiday, you had 17,000 moments over Christmas break. 17,000. What did you do with all those moments? Hopefully you had some great moments. I mean, how many presents could you open in a moment? Like, I don't know what your Christmas morning looks like, but if it's just a free-for-all, like, you can knock out some presents in 90 seconds, you know, and you're, the whole thing is done. It's like, all right, let's go eat some breakfast or something. Right? Maybe a lot of those moments were spent sleeping in that you would do anything to go back to now that school is back. Maybe you had some great moments with your family, and hopefully you did. For, uh, for our family, we had, we had a lot of great moments over Christmas break, and, and then we had one not-so-great moment. Um, we had a, literally in the span of a moment, um, our, our, we had a conversation with our kids about the truth of Santa. You know, like the whole, like, he's not real. That, that whole thing. I know. I know. Shocking. Go home and talk to your mom if you didn't know that. So, and I'm not going to give you the full story, but it wasn't planned, okay? It wasn't like, hey, kids, we're going to ruin your Christmas. So, uh, Carson, our oldest, she's in fifth grade, and she's like, we knew, all right, it's coming. She's kind of like, seriously, what, what's going on with this thing? She's like one of the few kids still in her fifth grade class that, that believe, but she's kind of hanging on. She's fighting. But we knew we, this conversation was coming. But one of my kids... Um, basically how it came down to was discovered their Santa gift on my phone that was purchased on eBay and was like, Hey dad, like this, this same thing is, was my Santa gift. And I'm, and I'm sitting there going, yeah, what what are you talking about? Go clean your room. And, um, and so I'm the long story short, like, then he's just like, it's interrogation. Like, Hey, we're seriously, no, what is this? Why is this the exact same thing that Santa got me? Hey, Santa real? Santa's not real, is he? Hey, I want you to tell me the truth right now. And so then all of a sudden, like, you know, the other kids are coming in the room and our whole family finds ourselves in the kitchen and I'm looking over at my wife going, all right, kids, let's have a conversation. And in a moment, my kids turned from like, yay, Christmas, to what? I hate this. You know, crying, running up the stairs. Um, just so you, just so you don't think, and I don't think that you do think that I'm a perfect parent. Um, I don't know why you would think that, but let me just, let me just set that, um, confirm that, all right, that I'm not a perfect parent. Um, we try to teach our kids the meaning of Christmas and that it's about Jesus and, you know, he came to be with us and to give up his life for us. And, you know, the same things we talk about here during Christmas and, um, and so we had a, a moment where um, I tried to kind of turn the conversation into the spiritual. Like, but hey, guys, hey, look, the good news is we now get, we don't have to be distracted by this whole Santa nonsense. Like we get to celebrate the real meaning of the season, yada, yada, yada. And so one of my kids stomps up the steps and go, are you telling me that Christmas is about Jesus as a baby and that's it? 
Yeah, yeah, man, that's, that's, what, that's what we've been telling you. So, um, so that, that was fun. So a lot, a lot can happen in a moment. There's a lot of different things that can take place. We can, in a moment, sing a worship song that draws us into the heart of God. In a moment, we can see a friendship come to an end because of words that are said or things that are done. In a moment, we can make a decision that may impact thousands of other moments. And sometimes we don't even realize it. So what some of us do, and this is a, a popular mindset, especially with your generation, and we've talked a little bit about this, is we, we determine to, quote unquote, live in the moment. Right? You've heard that. You've said that. Maybe you've kind of formed your whole philosophy of life around that and decisions that you make. I'm just going to live in the moment. And to be fair, sometimes that, that phrase, live in the moment, is used to make the most of these 350,000 moments that we may have over the course of a year. But oftentimes, when we use the, the phrase, live in the moment, it's used to dismiss consequences or long-term implications. In other words, what we're saying is, who cares about the results that may come from this decision that I'm about to make? I'm going to enjoy my life, I'm going to do what I want, and I'm going to live in the moment. So what we're saying is, a lot, for a lot of us, when we, when we use that phrase, is that we're going to live in the moment without a bigger picture view. So we wait until that moment to determine what we believe. We wait until that moment to determine what matters to us. We wait until that moment to determine what we want to be known for or what we want to make our lives about. And if we're not careful, that can cause us to make mistakes that can negatively impact other moments that we have left. And my question is, is that really the best mindset to have? When we understand we've got 350,000 moments in a year, is the best mindset to have to live in the moment? Some of you guys I know are doing uh, the devotional New Morning Mercies that we made available at Rush. Uh, maybe you've picked it up uh, through another means. But here's, here's what Paul David Tripp said in the January 3rd entry, and I love this. He said, there are moments when it seems that the most important thing in life is getting through this traffic, winning this argument, or satisfying this sexual desire. There are moments when our happiness and our contentment shrink down to getting those new shoes or to that steak that's just 10 minutes away. In a moment... Your thoughts can seem more important than they actually are. In a moment, your emotions can seem more reliable than they really are. In a moment, your needs can seem more essential than they truly are. And when that happens, who we are and who God is and where this whole thing is going shrinks into the background. But the Bible simply does not permit you to live for the moment. 
It doesn't give you room to shrink your thoughts, your desires, your words, and your actions down to whatever spontaneous thought, emotion, or need grips you at any given time. We are meant to live lives connected to beginnings and endings. And we are meant to live this way because all that we do is meant to have a connection to the God of beginnings and endings by whom and for whom we were created. And I love some of the truth that he says in that. That if we shrink our lives down to only think about what happens in that moment, then sometimes we make that one moment bigger than really it is. And we fail to be able to see the bigger picture and how that whole story plays out. Here's another reason why I think sometimes we, we do this. Is I think if we're honest, there's so much of our lives that make us nervous. There are so many details that if we allowed ourselves to think about it, it would freak us out. It creates a lot of anxiety. It creates a lot of fear and a lot of doubt. And so the easy thing for us is to say, you know what, I'm just going to live in this moment. So then therefore, I don't have to think about all of that stuff that, that causes me to be anxious and fearful and question things. I can just tune it out and ignore it and just live in this moment. And that test that could impact our grade. That moment when we have to decide what college we want to go to or That moment we have to decide, do I want to date this person or not date this person? Or that moment when we have to decide and determine what career path we want to take. And what if we screw it all up? See, I want to encourage you with with a little bit of a a different mindset that I think is, is going to be important. See, I don't think we are meant to live in the moment with no big picture view. Instead, I think we're to have a big picture view that impacts how we live in the moment. See, I think what we've got to do is we've got to reverse that mindset. It's not that those moments don't matter. They do. All of those 350,000 moments that we have hopefully over this next year, they matter. They're important. But rather than just looking at each individual moment and in that moment determining what I really want to do in this situation. If we would take a step back and have a big picture view and see what God really wants for us, then that would give us a much better perspective and clarity and understanding when we find ourselves in all those little moments. So this is really good news for us. And here's why. If we're lucky... You and I have 70 years to live on this earth. All right, if that's roughly the average lifespan, there's 70 years, which equals out to 24.5 billion moments. And if we're living in the moment, that's a lot of things to screw up. That's a lot of different directions that it could take our life and we could find ourselves all over the place. 
And why this is such good news is the hope and the purpose that you and I are able to live with does not have to be defined by those 24.5 billion moments. Our hope and our purpose does not have to be defined by whether or not you pass or fail a test or whether that relationship succeeds or fails. See, the hope and the encouragement is that our hope that we have and the purpose that we have really has already been defined. It's already been defined for us and it's been defined for us by 240 moments. All right, you people that hate math are like, what in the world? I can't keep these numbers straight. If we were to to see the, the clear picture, the true picture, our hope and our purpose for our life, the big picture for us has already been defined by 240 moments. Because for 240 moments, Jesus hung on the cross. Jesus took on our sin and our shame and our punishment. Jesus provided hope and purpose and meaning and significance for us. In those 240 moments, Jesus made it possible for you and I to be reconnected to God. For you and I to find once again our true identity to give us that big picture view that you and I so desperately need. You and I don't have to come up with this big picture view ourselves. Jesus has given it to us. Jesus has done it for us. So in Matthew chapter six, Jesus is talking in verse 31, and a lot of you guys have heard this, and here's what he says. He says, don't worry about your life, saying, what will we eat? What will we drink? What will we wear? These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly Father already knows all your needs. So seek the kingdom of God above all else, and live righteously And he will give you everything that you need. Now I can't think of, there's not many more powerful promises that Jesus gives us than this. Where he puts himself out there and says, look, if you will, here's the big picture perspective. Here's what I've come to give you. You don't have to worry about all those little moments in your life. You don't have to live every single day with all of this fear and anxiety about what the future may hold. You don't have to worry about screwing up that one moment and wrecking the rest of your life. If you will take this big picture perspective, if you will seek my kingdom above all else, See, Jesus, in 240 moments, gives us an eternal kingdom to focus on. That honestly can't be measured in moments. That it will never end. It will never fail. 
And Jesus gives that to us. He makes us a part of his kingdom. Jesus gives us hope and life and meaning and significance and identity when he hung on that cross. And in a moment's time, if you and I put our faith and trust in Jesus as Savior, then our sins can be forgiven forever. Then in that moment, everything can change. That in those moments that Jesus hung on the cross, he changed the course of human history. And he made it possible for you and I to have that big picture perspective that then impacts every moment that we find ourselves in. So for every moment that we live our lives after the moment that we trust Christ, we will never live another moment without Jesus with us. We will never live another moment without Jesus being for us and Jesus living inside of us. And we no longer have to wander through life hopeless or feeling like, well, I don't really want to mess this thing up, so I'm just going to focus on this one moment and I'm going to determine what I want to do here and then it might change the next moment and it might change in the next relationship and I'm not really sure where it's going to take me. I'll just find out when I get to the end of it. But we can see the bigger picture from beginning to end and that God invites us to be a part of the story that he wants to write for us. And then we can step into those 350,000 moments that God willing we're going to have over this next year. And we can live with purpose and we can live with intentionality. And whether it's a moment of joy or a moment of pain, it doesn't change who we are. It doesn't change who is with us. It doesn't change the fact that God is our Savior and our Redeemer. And we are part of an eternal kingdom that can't be measured by moments. So as we go into this next year, like I said, God willing, we'll have almost 350,000 moments And who knows what God has in store for us? But do you really want to go into this year without the best perspective that you can have? Do you really just want to choose to just kind of go day by day and moment by moment and just kind of figure this thing out? Or do you want to allow God to infuse his life and his purpose and his hope into every single moment that you face? And so that then we can impact the the people around us by how we love and what we believe and how well we live. So that other people are drawn into this life that God has given to us. And my hope and my prayer is that we will live with purpose, that we will live with significance. And that 2017 will be full of those moments where we see God work in us and through us like maybe we've never experienced before. Let's pray together.
God, I thank you that you have such bigger plans for our lives than just 90 seconds. Got to think about all the moments, decisions that I made where I made a mistake or fell short. And if you only judged me based on that one moment, God, I would have no shot. God, thank you that you love me enough that you don't judge me based on one moment in time. But God, you see my life and you have knit me together. And for all of us, God, our moments and our days have been planned out before the world began. And you invite us into a different perspective than what the world can give us. Rather than just living in the moment and for that moment, God, we can allow this big picture view that you are for us, that you live inside of us, that we belong to you, that you are passionately in love with us and that you've created us and invited us into an eternal kingdom. And that perspective can never change regardless of what moment we may find ourselves in. God, would you give us that perspective as we go into this next year? God, may we live with purpose. God, may we live with hope. And may you do in us what you desire to do. God, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.